Remember the 90s, when MTV still played music videos, when people still bought physical copies of albums, and when legendary musicians like Kurt Cobain and Dimebag Daryl still walked the earth? Well, now you can once again relive that decade every week on KBGA because your favorite 90s radio show, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, is back and better than ever. It's still the best show on KBGA to hear artists like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Sublime, Megadeth, Primus, and more. Again, that's Sounds Like Teen Spirit. Now on Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m., only on 89.9 KBGA Missoula.
this time. That was Catherine Wheel kicking off this program with Sparks Are Gonna Fly off their 2000 album Wishville. Welcome to the award-winning Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I'm your altruistic host, Ian. This episode features music from the likes of Overkill, Veruca Salt, The Prodigy, Built to Spill, Muse, Temple of the Dog, Orgy, The Bouncing Souls, Everclear, and Queens of the Stone Age. Plus, I'm going to be reviewing and playing a song from the new posthumous DMX album, Exodus, released on May 28th, as well as the new Green Jello album, Garbage Band Kids, the new Garbage album, No Gods, No Masters, and the new Slater Kinney album, Path of Wellness, all of which were released on June 11th. I'll start with DMX. Alright, I guess I should kick this one off with a disclaimer. The following review is for the work of an artist who died just a couple months ago, so naturally the kid gloves are on. Not that they necessarily needed to be, as Exodus is pretty much as good of a final album as DMX could have asked for, considering that his unrivaled early career momentum had long since fizzled out. And when I say unrivaled, I mean it quite literally, as the first five DMX albums, all released between 1998 and 2003, each debuted at number one, a feat that had never been replicated before or since. From there, DMX had released just two more albums in his lifetime, the most recent of which came out in 2012, so his intent was for Exodus to be his big triumphant comeback. DMX had been plugging away at the album over the past year in Snoop Dogg's home studio, and he had brought a wide array of high-profile guests on board, including, but not limited to, Snoop, Lil Wayne, Nas, Usher, Alicia Keys, and, uh, Bono. Reportedly, DMX had finished all recording for the album before his untimely death, but he had died before the album's arrangement and mastering could be completed, leaving producer and longtime friend Swizz Beats to pick up the pieces. The resulting album Exodus, named after DMX's 15th and most recent kid, is as sweeping and confident as one might expect from an album boasting all the aforementioned guests, but there is nonetheless an air of compromise and incompleteness that hangs over the whole thing. Considering that the final cut of the album is under 40 minutes long, making it the shortest DMX album by a good 15 minutes, and knowing that several promised guest spots, including one from late rapper Pop Smoke, were evidently left on the cutting room floor, it's not hard to imagine how much bigger and better the album could have been if DMX had lived to see it through to the end. But this is still a more fully realized send-off than most deceased artists are fortunate enough to get. Exodus is really more of an ensemble project than it is a proper DMX album, as virtually every track has a unique roster of featured guests. This is not unlike the final run DMC album, 2001's Crown Royal, which saw DMC incorporating a series of eclectic guests to compensate for the fact that Run was barely involved. On one hand, this means less time in the spotlight for our dearly departed man of the hour, DMX. On the other, the diverse array of genres and voices among the guest lineup make Exodus a refreshingly varied listen. Every track on the album feels distinct and distinguished, and most of them are pretty worthwhile. Some of the highlights include lead single Hood Blues featuring Buffalo, New York rappers West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine, which settles into a laid-back, bluesy groove that feels atypical of a DMX song. 
Skyscrapers featuring Bono, which reminds me of B.O.B.'s Airplanes and other such mid-tempo rap hits with sung choruses from the late 2000s, early 2010s. Money, Money, Money featuring Moneybag Yo, an assertive and highly infectious two-minute 90s throwback with Spitfire vocals. Take Control featuring Snoop Dogg, which samples and takes heavy inspiration from Marvin Gaye's sexual healing. And the hip-hop ballads Hold Me Down featuring Alicia Keys and Letter to My Son featuring Usher and Brian King Joseph, which dare you not to cry as DMX bears his soul before an R&B chorus. Contributing to the waterworks are voice samples from DMX's young son and album namesake Exodus Simmons, which are utilized on the track Walking in the Rain, as well as a 20-second skit where he enthusiastically greets his dad, and were very likely added to the album posthumously. Yes, this is a very busy album, and it probably wouldn't all fit together if not anchored by someone as versatile as DMX, whose gruff and gravelly voice remains distinctive as ever and still equally well-suited for both roof-raising anthems and somber confessionals. There may not be as much of it on the album as one would hope, but it's still nice to be able to hear it again so soon after his demise. All in all, Exodus is a reasonably good tribute and showcase for the late DMX, even if it's not as thorough as it could have been. Alright, this next song I'm going to play is probably my favorite track from the album. This is an absolute banger of a tune, and it just so happens to boast a pair of fellow 90s icons as its feature guests. The song you're about to hear is Bath Salts, featuring Jay-Z and Nas. Enjoy! Is the living Coca Cola's a sponsor? I run up with your boot. Ho is a monster. Yeah, they like me like that. Every girl I see wanna be white, be like that. I'm the king of some under, uh, king of the summer. Come be my Kardashian, queen of the come up. Uh, to be loved, Shakespearean experience. To be us, jumping off boats, hopping off another cliff. Every six months, I think I need a new bucket list. Yeah, I think I might need a harem. I'm way too much, y'all should share them. I'm feeling like a baron. All I need is a castle. Be my Helle Baron. All you need is a catsu. All I need is heaven. I don't want the hassle. God bless the child again. Hold his own. My instincts guide me through this Curtis Blow culture. Good angel, bad angel sitting on both shoulders. One be trying to gas me, manipulate me, tip me, make me have no soul. So I like to take a tally all in favor of the days when the paper wasn't major, but love was abundant. Before the God got the Godson upon the stomach. Let these niggas know it was a feeling I would get from music that they would come with. Hate start with H, cause the H come after a G. They won't say it face to face, they say it after I leave. After the first night at my place, she asked for the keys. It's my season, garden of and we Adam and Eve Now we naked in savage hedonism From a lack of belief I ain't a pastor, pastor Lafitte We ain't in no relationship But do relationship things No ring, but she slides through when I ring Ha, let's put success to the side I still be this fly if I work the Popeyes That's a whole lot of spinach Whole game full of gimmicks Make a fool out of yourself For a post with academics We are not the same I am an alien hovering over your city Shutting down all the stadiums Wiping out everything in my radius. Don't play with us. Y'all ain't made it. Make sure pop off. We don't blow it up till we blow it up. Cats better slow it up. Y'all diggin' know what's up. My diggin' throw it up. We all know that. Got diggin' missing the action. Where are they at? See you diggin' never really been stuffed out. But you got enough mouth to get snuffed out. Duke the rough route. We don't play around here. We can be grown. Start applying pressure. Give a dog a bone. I'm taking half. It's just that simple. Oh, I can start popping. 
I'm about to get like pimples. I'ma let you call it. You ballin' till you get hit with them hot things. Now you staggering and falling. Holding up the wall. You got more than enough holding you to fall. You just wasted the time. Come on, man. I got this to do. Like, hit your crew. Might hit your crib. What that bitch gonna do? Not a damn thing, but go with the program. Beast on that bitch like Conan. Bonan. I'ma go with no man is ever gone. Look at when it's all in the song. I'll let you know. In the back of song. I got nothing to hide, but you got a reason to run. Come through like till it's squeezing is done. That's just squeezing one. Imagine if we all let go, turn your whole block into death row. As hard as an 80s metal hairband thinks they are. College Radio is 89.9 FM, KBGA, Missoula.
Chinatown burned down, I saw you start the fire. So deep, so sweet, alphabet street, what a poet, what a liar. portion of KBGA is brought to you by Imagination Brewing Company. By supporting over 1,700 community events and its educational center, Imagination brews handcrafted beer to make a positive impact on Missoula and beyond. For more information about what's on tap, weekly live music offerings, or to reserve the center, call 406-926-1251 or visit imaginationbrewing.com.
Choice on it all amazing. Analytically, I assault animate things. Broken barriers bounded by the bomb beat. Buildings are broken, basically, I'm bombarding. Casually create catastrophes, casualties canceling. Cats got the canopies collapsing. Detonate a diamond tank daily doing dope. Demonstrations, Don Dada on the down low. Eating other editors with each and every energetic, epileptic episode. Elevated etiquette. Furious, fat, fabulous, fantastic. Flurries of funk felt feeding the fanatics. Gift got great, global goods gone glorious. Getting godly in this game with the glorious. Hit him high, hella hype, historic. Oh, hey, Holocaust hymns, hear him holler at your homeboy. Imitators idolize, I intimidate. In an instant, I'll rise in an irate state. Juiced on my jams like Jerry Curls, jocking joints. Justly, it's just me writing my journals. Kindly, I'm kindling all kinds of King Kong. Karate kick type writs in my kingdom. Let me live along like lyrically. Lessons is learned, lame louses just lose through my leverage. My mind makes marvelous moves, masses. 
Marvel and move mini mock what I've mastered. To get nap knowing I'm nice naturally. Mac never lack, make noise nationally. Operation opposition off, not optional. Out of sight, out of mind, widening opticals. Perfective poem. Powerful punchlines, pummeling, petty powder puffs in my primes. White crank posts, keep quiet as quantum. Quarrelers ain't got a quarter of a we gotta. Really raw raps, rising up rapidly, riding the rushing radio activity. Super scientific, old sound search sought. Silencing super five saps that are soft. Tells ten times talented, too tough. Take that, challengers, get a tune up. Universal, unique, untouched, unadulterated, the raw, uncut. Verb by smart, victorious, valid. Violate vibes that are vain, make them vanish. While I'm all well, what a wise word, Smith just weaving up words, weeded up on my work shift. Xerox, my X radiation grows extra large, X height letters, it's xylophone tones. Yellow back, jack mouth, young ones, y'all. Yesterday's lawn yard, cell I yawn. Zigzag zombie, zoom into the scene of zero wins and thoughts over zealous rhyme Z lot. <laughs> Good. Can you say it faster? Black Alicious with Alphabet Aerobics off their 1999 EP A to G. On this episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, we mourn the loss of Black Alicious rapper Timothy Jerome Parker, aka Gift of Gab. Parker passed away on Friday, June 18th, at the age of 50, though his death wasn't reported until the following Friday, June 25th, when his label Quantum finally broke the news in a press release. Parker had begun suffering from kidney failure in 2012 and was officially diagnosed in 2014. He'd spent the better part of the last decade trying to persevere in light of this setback, frequently having to undergo dialysis while on tour. In January 2020, Parker finally received a kidney transplant, which he was never able to fully recover from, and he ultimately died of complications from the transplant earlier this month. Parker had formed Blackalicious in 1992 with Xavier Mosley, a.k.a. DJ Excel, and they made their career debut with the 1994 EP Melodica. Since then, Blackalicious have released four studio albums and two more EPs, as well as a handful of standalone singles interspersed throughout their discography. They are best known for the song I just played, 1999's Alphabet Aerobics a two-minute vocal workout that has Parker running through the entire alphabet, delivering verses of alliteration for each of its 26 letters at a breakneck pace. Alphabet aerobics experienced a resurgence in popularity around late 2014 after Harry Potter actor Daniel Radcliffe flawlessly rapped the song on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Outside of Blackalicious, Parker had released three solo albums under his MC handle Gift of Gab, and he was also involved with the short-lived hip-hop group The Mighty Underdogs, as well as the collective known as Quantum Projects, which brings together a number of hip-hop artists signed to the record label Quantum. In light of Parker's death, I imagine Blackalicious to be pretty much over now. After all, Blackalicious consisted of just Parker and Mosley, with Parker being the lone MC of the duo. Thus, Parker represented so much of Blackalicious that even if DJ XL were to pair up with another MC, you really wouldn't be able to call them by the same name. It would essentially be a brand new project at that point. However, although Blackalicious is undoubtedly finished as an active collaboration and touring act, we can still expect to hear more music from them in the future. The press release issued by Quantum regarding Parker's death mentions that he left behind approximately a hundred unreleased recordings. Several of them were intended for the next Blackalicious album, which will presumably be finished and released posthumously, and the leftover tracks will be gradually doled out over, quote, years to come, according to Quantum. So, 
Even though Parker is now gone from this earthly plane forever, he's not in danger of being forgotten anytime soon. Rest in peace, Gift of Gab. Anyway, before Blackalicious, I played Fiction by Orgy off their 2000 album Vapor Transmission. The Plan by Built to Spill off their 1999 album Keep It Like a Secret. Laughing in the Sugar Bowl by Veruca Salt off their 2015 album Ghost Notes. Your Savior by Temple of the Dog off their 1991 self-titled and Greatest Hits by Sublime, off their 1994 album Robin the Hood. Once again, you're listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com SLTS2, and to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen spirit. All right. Next, I'm going to review and play a song from the new Garbage album, No Gods, No Masters. Well, hot damn, folks! I knew the new Garbage album was going to be something special after hearing those first few singles, but I didn't anticipate it being among the band's very best work to date. No Gods, No Masters finds Garbage once again in synthrock and electronica territory, much like they were on their 2001 album Beautiful Garbage, and to a lesser extent, their 2012 album Not Your Kind of People. However, this album sounds completely different from those other two, and undoubtedly marks the band's most successful foray into those particular waters yet. Garbage stretches so far out of their comfort zone on No Gods, No Masters that it ought to be illegal, and yet the whole thing pretty much works with aplomb. The songs on the album demonstrate a wide and disparate array of influences, but they nonetheless complement one another, and the song-to-song transitions are often note-perfect. This is an album that ebbs, flows, enchants, engages, and sometimes even stuns. Highlights include the album's aggressively up-tempo second track, The Creeps, which may well be the first garbage song to be influenced by Ministry, Waiting for God, which sounds so much like a Depeche Mode ballad that it's easy to imagine Dave Gahan singing over the track. Third single, Wolves, which is definitely the most quintessential garbage track on the album, yet feels no less out of place than any of the others. Godhead, which sort of evokes stabbing westward. Flipping the Bird, which deftly blends Garbage's signature sound with The Cure, and I should probably cut myself off there before I go through every track on the album, because it's pretty much all highlights. On a standalone basis, the weakest song on the album is perhaps its closing track, This City Will Kill You, but it ultimately makes for a nice come-down song to end the album on, especially following its dizzyingly energetic title track, which functions as the album's climax. In case you haven't been keeping score, I have already mentioned three songs on No Gods, No Masters that have God in the title. There aren't any others, but still, 3 out of 11 is an unusually high ratio for a non-Christian rock band, and the word God comes up in the lyrics of other tracks on the album as well. Come to think of it, I can recall offhand several songs from previous Garbage albums that also mention God. It didn't occur to me until after hearing this album, but Garbage frontwoman Shirley Manson really likes to sing about God. However, I don't think she is a pious person at all. She just seems really fascinated and bewildered by the idea of an omniscient, all-powerful, life-giving entity. Ultimately, though, No Gods, No Masters is much more of a political album than a theological one, with songs that touch on racism, gender inequality, and really just the overall huffed-up state of the world right now. 
Considering that the entirety of Donald Trump's tumultuous and division-deepening administration took place since the last Garbage album was released, it's understandable, expected even, that Shirley Manson would have an axe to grind. Manson, by the way, has only gotten more formidable with age. The now 54-year-old singer delivers some of her strongest vocal work to date on No Gods, No Masters, effortlessly waffling between rage and beauty and remaining captivating at all times, whether she's powering through the creeps with unnerving intensity or refuting sexism with a seductive and casually confident swagger on Godhead. Manson's vocal work goes a long way towards making the unfamiliar nature of the album more palatable, though its crisp and layered production values deserve at least some of the credit as well, bringing out the absolute best in this music. Overall, No Gods, No Masters is a crowning achievement for Garbage and a definite contender for Album of the Year. Alright, although I cannot claim this with the utmost certainty, I think this next track may be my favorite from the album. A highlight among highlights, if you will. Other tracks on No Gods, No Masters are impressive, but this one left me dumbstruck. Forget the album, this five and a half minute epic is a journey in and of itself. It sounds like something Nine Inch Nails would have put out in the 90s if Trent Reznor was female, and it feels almost tailor-made for the soundtrack to the next great Netflix thriller. The song is called A Woman Destroyed. Well, enjoy!
to have a home with a room and a bed A porch and a driveway with a big garage But I traded it in I kept some faith and laid my head down every night And it seemed so far away It seemed so far away Listen, we don't need any fancy, super-duper promo. We don't need any of that. See, here with KVGA, we're just a student-run college radio station, and we play music. It's pretty simple. That's it. Don't have a nigga on a dollar, but you feel 
accepted, but you always refuse me. I feel I'm sinking, but you won't let me drown me. I want to love you, want to but do you need me?
This is Silver Sprocket, host of Something Else, live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on KBGA Missoula 89.9 FM. I feature avant-garde, electroacoustic, free jazz, and more creative music every week. You'll get to hear advanced new releases straight from the artists and record labels before anybody else and extensive interviews with the artists themselves. How about you give something else a try? Live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. on KBGA Missoula, 89.9 FM, and streaming at kbga.org.
digits She didn't wanna be one of those hoes in clothes Exploiting the body from head to toe She had glossy lips, she was swaying the hips On the dance floor and every in flashing the grip Trying to impress her in vain, she gave no play Into the rougher numbers and she said no way I thought to myself, let it go, let roll on me But like Smokey said, she really had a hold on me I couldn't stop staring, I started to fantasize With her voices in my head said she's tantalizing ya Cypress Hill with What's Your Number featuring Rancid's Tim Armstrong off their 2004 album Till Death Do Us Part. Cypress Hill is coming to perform in Missoula this summer. They're going to be at Kettle House Amphitheater on August 25th as part of a co-headlining tour with Atmosphere. As for what Cypress Hill intends to promote on this upcoming tour, well, that's up to speculation. 
The group is currently working on the follow-up to their 2018 album Elephants on Acid, and they released the single Champion Sound earlier this year. However, there is currently no given time frame for the album's release, and it is highly unlikely to arrive in time for their summer tour. But consider this. 2021 happens to mark the 30th anniversary of Cypress Hill's 1991 self-titled debut, so they might be giving that particular album more attention in their sets this summer. Or perhaps they'll do us one better and celebrate 30 years of Cypress Hill in general, incorporating songs from all of their nine albums to date. Atmosphere, meanwhile, just put out an album called The Day Before Halloween on October 30th last year, so their touring focus is a little less ambiguous. Tickets for Cypress Hill and Atmosphere at the Kettle House are on sale now and can be purchased at the Top Hat box office or online through eTix. And I will be sure to give you the straight dope, pun shamelessly intended, on the upcoming 10th Cypress Hill album once details emerge. Anyway, before Cypress Hill, I played Lemonade by Blind Melon off their 1995 album Soup. I Hear Black by Overkill off their 1993 album of the same name. Tension Head by Queens of the Stone Age off their 2000 album Rated R. Loungefly by Stone Temple Pilots off their 1994 album Purple. And Kate is Great by The Bouncing Souls off their 1997 self-titled. You're still listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slts2, and to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen-spirit. All right. Next, I'm going to be reviewing and playing a song from the new Green Jello album, Garbage Band Kids. Comedy rock legends Green Jello were all set to play a show in Missoula last year before the COVID-19 pandemic wiped our concert slate clean, so the release of a new album from them roughly a year later wasn't as left field as it could have been, but it is nonetheless a very surprising occurrence from this sporadically active band. Green Jello was initially founded by frontman and sole constant member Bill Manspeaker in 1981, and in the 40 years since then, the band has only managed to put out five studio albums. The previous Green Jello album, Music to Insult Your Intelligence By, was released nearly 12 years ago in 2009, and the one before that came out way back in 1994. Perhaps it's better for them this way, to tell you the truth. Green Jello, by design, doesn't strike me as an act that was built for long-term sustenance, and if they'd adapted to a normal album release timeline for most of their existence, they would probably have worn out their welcome long ago and very likely hastened their end. A little bit of Green Jello goes a long way. This is a band that occupies that narrow sliver of Venn diagram overlap between heavy music like punk and metal and comedy-slash-novelty songs. They are known for sly yet sophomoric lyrics, crude but effective musicianship, and live shows characterized by bizarre, grotesque, and undoubtedly drug-fueled puppet imagery. Bill Manspeaker knows exactly who he is and what he is doing, and he's definitely found an audience for his unique product, but it's highly specific and pretty much endemic to the early to mid-90s. However, because Green Jello's album releases are so infrequent, they have been able to stretch the band's shelf life long past its sell-by date, 
and today new green jello albums are events that are to be anticipated rather than scoffed at. The latest green jello album, 2021's Garbage Band Kids, is every bit the product that the band was selling in its 90s heyday, maybe even more so than ever in fact. It's unlikely to attract them very many new, younger fans, but the old school fans are going to be huffing delighted. Garbage Band Kids consists of 17 tracks totaling over 56 minutes, making it a very heaping helping of green jello and perhaps less than ideal as one's first exposure to the band. It would be akin to taking a double hit of LSD for your first ever acid trip. Musically speaking, the album is highly reminiscent of the band's most iconic work, 1993's Serial Killer soundtrack, and can easily be seen as a spiritual successor to that album. The general sound of Garbage Band Kids strongly evokes that of the 1993 classic, though it contains noticeably fewer deviations from that sound than can be heard on the latter. There is a Dropkick Murphys-style parody on the album in Drinking Song, and a Tool parody in Magnus Arena but pretty much all the remaining songs are musically similar. That's not a hindrance on this album, as the outrageous lyrics covering a wide and random assortment of targets set the songs apart from one another and make them individually memorable. Silence of the Squarepants is pretty much everything you would expect and want it to be from that title. In other words, a heavy metal cover of the SpongeBob Squarepants theme with new lyrics mashing up the series with Silence of the Lambs, turning SpongeBob into a Hannibal Lecter figure that makes Krabby Patties out of his friends. Boy Who Cried Wolf attempts to give the titular fable the Three Little Pigs treatment, setting the story against the backdrop of the social media age. It is every bit as gleefully profane as you would hope for from a song of that particular title. And Beat My Meat is an ode to exactly what you think it's an ode to. The album takes a very scattershot approach in targeting its parody subjects, and naturally, the throw-everything-at-the-wall approach means that some tracks are inevitably going to fall flat, even for the most ardent Green Jello fans. The album will likely elicit as many groans as it does guffaws for the average listener, but of course, not striving for perfection or even decency is just part of the Green Jello creed. The particularly hit-or-miss nature of this album could be attributed to the fact that it was written by over 90 Green Jello fans around the world, as boasted on the track 333. I'm not exactly sure how all that was coordinated, but I imagine that it would be really challenging to get all these unconnected strangers on the same page. Which is why the album's songwriting still manages to impress, because even if the humor isn't always on point, the album manages to remain consistently self-aware. The songs on the album often demonstrate awareness of themselves, each other, past Green Jello songs, and the history of Green Jello as well as its status in the music world. That surprising level of comprehensiveness and coordination between all these disjointed songs must have taken a good deal of heavy lifting on Bill Manspeaker's part, but his efforts are noticed and appreciated by this listener at least. In closing, Garbage Band Kids is a highly rewarding treat for Green Jello fans. As for the uninitiated, well, your mileage will vary. Alright, this next track I'm going to play is the album opener. It makes for a strong introductory track regardless of one's level of fandom, and its clever usage of a Weird Al cameo might be the album's single greatest gag. This song is titled Puke Box. Enjoy! Of the world, it's the kings of 
of fame Throwing my hat in the puke box ring Pumping and partying every day Punk's not dead, it just smells that way X-rated parody from Houston, Texas A band made up of super homo erectus The jokes are filthy but the music's tight They party all day and they party all night Puke box, puke box, we hate you And if you're gonna play, you say fuck you too Puke box, puke box, we hate you We're the kings of parody, you know it's true Saturday night That means you're not doing it right Get your duct tape, create something new And party with the green jello pukebox crew Party with the music from a pool boy number two Eddie Gangbang, Rachel Villa too Sergeant Peckers on guitar, a hot dog on the skins Rocking them hairs off your chitty chin box, box, we hate you And if you're gonna play, you say, fuck you too Pukebox, box, we hate you We're the kids of parody, you know it's true This is a public service announcement Going out to you Where the hell you coming? I challenge you To a parody smackdown One ring, one song We'll throw it down system Because I'm the king Of filthy parody you box, we hate you And if you're gonna play, you say, oh, you too You box, you box, we hate you We're the kings of parody, you know it's true You box, you box, we hate you And if you're gonna play, you say, oh, you too You box, you box, we hate you We're the kings of parody, you know it's true We're the kings, the kings of filthy Mr. Man Speaker? Hey, it's, uh, it's Weird Al. Uh, I got your message. Oh, man, I would love to be on your new album. If only my standards were much, much, much lower, which obviously they're not, so hard pass, baby! Hi, this here's Bill Manspeaker, the punk rock puppet master from the band Green Jello, and you're listening to KBGA Missoula. Little pig, little pig, let me in.
This is Sarah Sandoval on behalf of Nkusum Language School. You're listening to 89.9 KBGA Missoula. Trying 
Now that I'm barren, KBGA is my baby. <laughs> and I'm an overbearing mother. Put your friend's mom on the phone. Floss harder. Just like your father. Straighten your back. Those grades aren't Ivy League. I said keep it locked to 89.9 KBGA Missoula.
Wallflowers with Everybody Out of the Water off their 2002 album Red Letter Days. The Wallflowers are getting ready to release a new studio album this summer. The album is titled Exit Wounds and it's scheduled for release on July 9th. It'll be the band's first album in nearly nine years following Glad All Over from 2012. So far, four singles have been released from the album. The lead single is titled Roots and Wings, and it sounds like a classic Wallflower song, hitting that sweet spot of alternative folk rock Americana that defines the band's sound. It deserves to be as big of a hit as 1997's One Headlight, quite frankly. And I realize that frontman Jacob Dylan has spent his career trying to duck comparisons to his dad so he might not see this as a compliment, but it's one of the more Bob Dylan-esque songs the Wallflowers have put out. The second single is the album's opening track, titled Maybe Your Heart's Not In It No More. This one is a ballad in a similar vein to the band's 1996 debut single, Sixth Avenue Heartache. It's got a definite countryish feel, what with its twangy guitars and the way Dylan sings in more of a drawl, but I ultimately like it. The third single is titled, Who's That Man Walking Around My Garden? And it's undoubtedly the rockinest song of the bunch. This one evokes southern boogie rock bands like the Black Crows and is incredibly catchy. Finally, the fourth and most recent single, released a scant few days ago, is titled, I'll let you down, but will not give you up. This one is another ballad, but it feels different from Maybe Your Heart's Not In It No More. The song further sets itself apart from the other ballad with a Pink Floydian guitar solo and feminine backing vocals from Grammy-winning Americana artist Shelby Lynn. I actually think it might be my least favorite of the four singles, but it ain't bad. At this point, Exit Wounds is shaping up to be a quintessential yet versatile Wallflowers album, one that is sure to appease fans who felt glad all over to be too much of a departure for the band. I'll be sure to review and play from the album on the next edition of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, so be sure to keep an eye out for that next month. Anyway, before the Wallflowers, I played Rockstar by Everclear, off their 2000 album, Songs from an American Movie Volume 2, Good Time for a Bad Attitude. Muscle Museum by Muse, off their 1999 album, Showbiz. Machine Shed Wrestling by Local H, off their 2008 album, 12 Angry Months. Hot Ride by The Prodigy, featuring Juliette Lewis, off their 2004 album, Always Outnumbered, Never Outgunned. And Satan's Bed by Pearl Jam off their 1994 album, Vitalogy. And that about wraps up a humid episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I have been your host, Ian. I'm closing out this show with a review and song from the new Slater-Kinney album, Path of Wellness. By this point in 2021, We've really gotten a sense of how the COVID-19 pandemic has shaped the global album release calendar. The pandemic has, of course, caused the delay of several high-profile albums that were meant to come out in 2020. But now that it's been raging for over a year, we're starting to see how it has catalyzed change from the opposite direction as well. Facing a worldwide embargo on touring amid these challenging times, many artists elected to utilize their downtime to work out their next musical releases. 
So far this year, I've reviewed albums that may not have even happened without the pandemic, such as the new Monster Magnet covers album A Better Dystopia, as well as albums that got finished much sooner than they otherwise would have, such as the new Mighty Mighty Boss Tones album When God Was Great. But the new Slater Kinney album, Path of Wellness, might just be the most extreme example yet. It feels like we're getting this one at least a couple of years in advance. Slater Kinney have issued the album a mere 22 months after the previous one, 2019's The Center Won't Hold, making for their quickest turnaround in over two decades. Furthermore, they made the album before even filling the open drummer slot left by Janet Weiss in 2019. In an alternate world untainted by COVID, Slater Kinney likely would have recruited a new drummer before working on the album, or at least before getting very far with it, but with their Center Won't Hold touring momentum utterly obliterated by the virus, remaining members Corinne Tucker and Carrie Brownstein ended up channeling their newfound impotence into Path of Wellness. Operating as a duo for the first time ever, Tucker and Brownstein recorded and produced the album in Portland last summer, around the time when Black Lives Matter protests had reached a fever pitch in the city, and they recruited a series of local musicians to handle the rhythm section. It would seem that the backdrop the album was conceived under has had a direct influence on some of the lyrics, not to mention the title, and the unique circumstances governing its creation have apparently guided Slater Kinney in a new, albeit familiar, direction. It's hard to imagine what Path of Wellness might have been if certain world events had played out differently, but the album we got is undeniably a step in the right direction for Slater Kinney. I might be preaching to the choir here, but I was ultimately a little disappointed by 2019's St. Vincent-produced The Center Won't Hold. I suppose it came off fine if you went into the album expecting and hoping for a St. Vincent album with Corinne and Carrie as featured guests, but it did not sound like a proper Slater-Kinney album, and it made poor use of Janet Weiss. For the most part, the drum beats on the album sounded minimalistic and pre-programmed. In other words, the opposite of Weiss. It's no wonder Weiss left the band around that time. She must have felt completely redundant while recording those drum parts. The drumming on Path of Wellness does seem to have more of a human touch, and it even sounds almost Weiss-like in certain places, but it still mostly lacks the bouncy precision and punk rock liveliness that Weiss brought to the table. By and large, Path of Wellness finds Slater Kinney gravitating back towards rock music and away from the poppy, electronica-tinged sound afforded by St. Vincent, but they still have at least one toe planted firmly within the latter. There is considerably less synth on the album than there was last time, but this is nonetheless pretty handily the second most synth-heavy album amid Slater Kinney's discography. Not that I'm complaining, as I actually feel like the band is close to finding the right balance between synth and guitars. With just a little more fine-tuning, they're bound to get it exactly right on the next album. Although a couple of the album's songs boast the punk rock drive that colored the first few Slater Kinney albums, Path of Wellness largely maintains a more subdued indie rock sound. In that sense, it's comparable to the band's 1999 album, The Hot Rock, but in almost every other sense, it's its own thing altogether. If Slater Kinney threw the hot rock into a blender with The Center Won't Hold, as well as a pinch of 2015's No Cities to Love, the end result might sound approximately like this album. Ultimately, Path of Wellness is a snapshot of a band in flux, but it still manages to be frequently interesting and unequivocally stronger than the last outing. 
Alright, the song I'm closing this episode with is not the closing track for the album, but it really ought to have been, though admittedly the actual closing track, Bring Mercy, does a pretty good job of it. This is the album's longest track, clocking in at 5 minutes and 10 seconds, and it actually appears within the first half of the album. This song is called Shadow Town. Bon voyage! on the phone. 